3: so start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
4: Chargers and the New York Giants
5: have exchanged their draft picks. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. Eli Manning and Philip Rivers. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app.
4: back on the fan. We'll continue with your Knicks calls here in just a second. Let's hear from Joe Shane, though, who spoke today, making the uh, rounds at the Combine in Indianapolis and has a lot to say, obviously, about the state of his Giants team. Let's start, though, with the one on Saquon Barkley here. Joe, what's up with Saquon? You guys going to franchise tag him or what?
6: Yeah, I think the process last year, was sound again we're always going to evaluate every decision that that we make but when i look back on it whether it was getting A.T. done, you know, the deal with Andrew Thomas, the deal with Dexter, we did the deal with Daniel. Unfortunately, we had, we, we franchised Saquon. We were hoping to get something done with him. Bobby O. I think was a good addition. Aishon, Nacho. So I think in terms of free agency, I think the process went well, and we, we were able to sign, sign some guys that were, were valuable contributors. Now there's some guys that we wish maybe we would have, we thought they would have contributed a little bit more, but I think it was a sound process, and every year is different. We don't have that many young players that we're looking to extend like we had last year. So it's balancing, you know, signing those guys outside the building that can be role players or starters, but also understanding we want to build this through the draft. Like when we took the job, we still want to build the team through the draft and supplement it with free agency. And that's still going to be the case.
4: Yeah. That's great that you told us about the process there, Joe, but that's not what I asked. I was asking specifically about Saquon Barkley and the franchise tag. What are you guys going to do when it comes to Barkley this year?
6: I think the new number, if we are going to franchise somebody for the first time at that position, is like eleven nine, and his number is not much more than that. So, the salary cap changes your your philosophy and how you're going to attack things. So that's not off the table. Um, it, and again, like we don't want to do that. Like I, in a perfect world, we don't want to do that again. Um, but again. Yeah, we're going to have conversations. We're going to, we're going to talk through it and see what his, you know, I know he says he wants a fair deal and I appreciate that. And, you know, ultimately we, we got to do what's best for the franchise, you know, short term and long term. And we'll take all those things into account, but look forward to meeting with his representatives.
4: We have a couple more there on, on Saquon BT, but just let's react to that one for a second here. I don't think anything's changed, even with the salary cap. I, I really don't believe... The Giants are going to evaluate him and value him based on the the market for running backs. Yep. I, I do think, and I felt this way all along, that ultimately they're going to come to an agreement here. I think Barkley wants to be here, although I'm starting to think Barkley wants to make the most money possible, which now with the salary cap may benefit him elsewhere. But as far as it goes here, I still think they'll figure out a way to get the deal done. But I don't think they're going to over... They're certainly not going to overpay. I don't think the... Cap relief now or the expanded salary cap is going to have a major impact on it.
5: I think it's going to because I think if this didn't explode and it's 30 more million dollars than it was a year ago, I I don't think that their financial initiatives or, or goals would have intersected because I don't think the Giants would have been fair to Barkley and I don't think that Barkley would have necessarily been realistic in what he asked for contractually. So I disagree. Uh, although I do agree that it actually ends up happening, I just disagree how they get there. There's no way Shane's going to overpay. That's they're not doing that. And I, I do think, and I, I don't like the town, the the, uh, the term hometown discount, but it's it's fairly apparent that Saquon wants to stay here. He just doesn't want to get disrespected, and and I think there's now a path to do that where you don't franchise franchise him. That doesn't make sense to do it again. And, as again, as long as he's realistic, I think Saquon's going to be a New York Giant. I didn't think that earlier this year. I you, did
4: not. Do you think he'll get a higher offer elsewhere? Maybe slightly, but
5: I don't think it will be enough, enough to entice him to leave. Okay. I think he loves being a Giant. I think the numbers will be someone you know, commensurate with or the Giants' offer, commensurate with others, and I think he's going to stay. All right, and, ha- by the way, so I'd be – I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you there, I, but I want to finish this. This is important to me. I would be – see, most of this time – I've been very pro-Giants in terms of understanding the big picture. Never anti-Saquon, but understanding of the the reality of, of the negotiation. If the Giants aren't able to find common ground with Saquon, shame on the Giants. They need to get this done. Because now they can get it done responsibly without compromising the vision for the future. Get and, it done.
4: And here's Joe Shane talking about uh, his love for Saquon Barkley. I'd
6: say his value has, has changed, especially the organization. Like, he's... He's a captain, he's a leader, he's a hard worker. I I think the world of of Saquon, and I still think he can play. So my value for Saquon really hasn't changed. Unfortunately, throughout the process, starting back in November of 2022, we weren't able to come to an agreement in terms of where we both thought a deal made sense. So we'll circle back again. He has a new agent, uh, Ed Berry, who we have a really good relationship with, with CAA. Really good guy and does a great job. So look forward to sitting down and having conversations with him. I think... We've all grown, Saquon, myself, the organization, through the last 12, 13, 14 months. And Saquon may be in a different place now than he was then in terms of understanding the market and the business side of it. And I'm
4: looking forward to having those conversations with him. And when will those conversations, Joe, take place with Saquon Barkley?
6: We have you know, Saquon Barkley, which we're going to talk to his representatives this week. There, there's nothing new on that front, You know, the conversation, the plan all along was to meet here in Indy and have those discussions about, you know, how we're going to move forward with him. He's a guy we'd like to have back. So those conversations will take this week and will take place this week and we'll see if we can get something
4: done. All right. I mean, there you go. I I do feel like Barkley is going to be back, BT. I felt that way before. Like I said, even the fact that they didn't trade him last season when they had a chance to, I think all parties, whether it's ownership, whether it's Shane and Dable, whether it's Barkley, they all want the same thing. To have Barkley remain a giant for life, it's just a matter of, like you said, not disrespecting him. And maybe now with the salary cap relief, they could feel uh, better about doing that. Yep. But ultimately, and I do think Barkley wants to get paid what he feels like he's worth. Maybe take a little less to be here. Ultimately, I, I, I would have been surprised had the Giants, let's say, Quan Barkley go. I'd even be more surprised now.
5: Me too. At this point, I do think it's going to happen, and hopefully it does. You know, Shane sounds in control there. He seems like he's got a good plan. It doesn't seem like he's going to deviate from it, or he's going to be pushed into doing something he's not prepared to do. But let's let's not get this twisted. This is the year that probably determines the ultimate fate of Joe Shane. These next couple of months. because The draft. I, I, everything. Because Daniel Jones, if you think about this, you know, in, they structured the contract smartly out after two years. Everybody knows that. They were also pushed in the corner because the Giants had a better-than-expected season. He won a road playoff game. You had to pay him. Everybody knew it, and they did. But they did it responsibly. So now, after this year, the two-year window is up. And at that point, it's like, where do you pivot from Jones? If Jones comes back and plays very well and he's healthy, well, that's one avenue, which, which I wouldn't necessarily expect. Um, I think he'll play okay. I think he'll eventually be healthy. I think the the clearer vision is who do the Giants draft and or do they really pursue somebody like Justin Fields? And depending upon how they attack this, the grade that they get is going to shape the next couple of years, which is going to shape their tenure.
4: Well, funny you should bring that up. Let's hear from Joe Shane himself first. Let's just get the latest. And I know Jerry played this about 10 minutes or so ago, but let's play it again here for those of you just joining us. Joe Shane updating us on the progress of Daniel Jones.
6: Yeah, so he actually started throwing. Yeah, Jordan, he actually started throwing. He's been throwing for about two weeks stationary now. He's not dropping back or doing any of that stuff. So he is on track. He's doing everything he can to get back. We're we're optimistic about where he is, and there's some talk in the spring that he may be able to go through, whether it's seven-on-seven or individual, throwing routes on air, that he'll be able to do some of that stuff. We probably won't expose him to team activities, but every patient responds differently to surgery. So, you know, knock on wood, we haven't had any setbacks. He hasn't had any setbacks, and if he continues on that pace. He, he should be ready for the start of training camp. Mm, good. I have faith in Daniel. I have faith in Daniels, our starting quarterback.
4: Yeah, see, that would lead me hmm. to doubt, Joe Shane. I mean, I hmm. know he's not going to say I, I think he stinks, but I actually believe that he believes what he's saying. That, to me, would be alarming. How In all due respect, how can anybody have faith in Daniel Jones at this point? I mean, come on now. Come on. How many years is it going to be? How many years is it going to be with Daniel Jones? We're going to go down this road again. Remember, I got turned into believing in him off of the postseason success. That run that they had two years ago, getting into the playoffs, winning a role playoff game, believing that this was going to be the year with new weapons, Jones was going to take the next step. Come on. It's over. He's not it. He'll never be it. The injuries, the effectiveness, went healthy. He's not the guy. End of story. He's not a guy that you're going to have the ultimate success with.
5: And you think that Shane thinks, what about? Just be, I, I just want to be clear about Jones. I think believes
4: what he's saying there. That he believes in him as a quarterback. We could not hear that cut more differently. Interesting. I
5: I listen, that's just business. That's just doing the right thing, being respectful, very short, didn't expand on his on his amazing skill set and this 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 organizational conviction. He's like, I believe in Daniel Jones. Bang. Nothing else to interpret. That's what you say. That is that is a bridge that gets you to to the draft and then eventually beyond. Um, I, there is no, I, I, I can't say that there's no way. It is highly unlikely, in my opinion, that the Giants sit there. Now, I'm not talking about ownership, who does mm-hmm. maybe have a little heavy-handed influence with Jones. I'm talking about Shane and Dable. There is no way that they look at him as their future to a Super Bowl. No, there's no way. And what was just, and they shouldn't. And what was just communicated to Giant fans right there, it was very short, very direct. Um, Nothing really that can come back and haunt Joe... Sh- well, Joe, I mean, at the combine you said this about Daniel Jones and now you draft so-and-so, no. Nope. Just keep it moving. Smart. I thought he played that very well.
4: All right, so Joe, I got to ask you, what about taking a quarterback in the draft? How's it shaping up evaluating this draft as far as the quarterbacks go?
6: Yeah, it's a good quarterback draft. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's not just at the top. There's some guys that are mid-levels that I think will be good number twos. There's some guys that, you know, can be number threes in the draft. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's, uh, it's a solid draft all over.
4: What about, are you, I mean, are you... I know you're not going to give us the answer right now necessarily as far as picking a specific spot, but do you feel like you may need to draft a quarterback?
6: We're going to look at it. We're going to look at all positions. And again, you hope you're not up there again. You don't want to be picking in the top 10 or in the top. But we're, it's, it's a good draft, it's a solid draft across the board. And we're going to have an opportunity to get a player, good player. And we're going to evaluate all the positions and take the best player we can.
4: All right, and there you have it. I mean, they have to take a quarterback. I, I, I'm fine with, and this is a, a different show, maybe when we talk about trading for Justin Fields or not, but they need a quarterback. That's the bottom line. They don't have one. So I don't care what he says about Daniel Jones, how Jones is progressing. Uh, until the Giants get a quarterback, I cannot take them seriously. Jones is not it. That's it. I've made my, I've gone back and forth about him. Hey, you
5: said he was top 10 going yeah, into the season. Yeah,
4: well, well, projecting that he would get I know. there. Which is, I, I can't even, I'm so mad at myself for even going that way. Generally, I don't flip-flop like that. With Jones, it's been hard because when he first came up, and, and I remember watching him in preseason for the first time and thinking, hey, he's got some tools here. Mm-hmm. He looks the part. All right, let's see what he could do. Even his first season, while he was a turnover machine, there was still some hope that maybe he could be decent. And then I just started to see the, the same mistakes in year two and three and the, the health and the same mistakes. And I'm like, you know what? He's not it. To a point where I thought prior to Shane and Dable's first year, they needed to wipe the slate clean, move on from both Jones and Barkley. And not because Barkley wasn't good, just because, like, time for a change, right? You're not going to build around a running back at that particular point. Start fresh. And they stick with Jones. And then he goes out there and wins and did it all with his legs, essentially. So I thought there was another level to his game that maybe Dable could unlock. Mm -hmm. And we didn't see it. And obviously, the injuries, you know, he gets hurt. But. Even when he was healthy, he still stunk. I'm done. I can't go back. I'm done.
5: It's time to move on. Uh, Now, that doesn't mean you cut him tonight. You go into the season with him as your starter. If he's healthy, that's what I would do. You know, in a lot of ways, and how many cut... Well, just based on the – it's too punitive to cut him now. Like
4: Wait, but wh- why not draft a quarterback? No, no, and, I'm not
5: saying I wouldn't draft a quarterback. I definitely would. I right. would absolutely draft a the quarterback. And then have
4: Jones, like, start the first half of the season uh, and yeah, then transition?
5: Depends depending if he does well, then you can keep going a little bit. Do the you A young man to watch uh, on the side, sure.
4: Right, but you ra- you'd rather him watch on the side from somebody other than Jones. Why? Jones ain't it? No, but you'd rather watch have him watch Tyron Taylor. I mean, Daniel Jones yeah, well, is fine. Actually, yeah, I would. Why? I have a more veteran presence, uh, leadership. So saying, experience. I mean, like if you are going to do that and then transition the way that Warner did for Eli.
5: Yeah, the Giants. The Giants were not happy about that. And i talked to Tiki about that a lot. Kurt, we talked to Kurt Warner about that. Kurt Warner was playing well, and the Giants were playing fairly well as a team. They they threw Eli in midseason. The Giants' uh, season right. unraveled. Uh, I listen. The funny thing is, and we have a lot of time to get into this. Is that
4: why Tiki hates Eli?
5: <laughs> Just kidding, Tiki. Uh, I they it. made a man. No, they I don't made. I, 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 <laughs> oh gosh. tried to get Eli on the show for three years. <laughs> and could get him on. All right. So I look at the draft, specific to the Giants, right? Less player specific at this point, right now. And you are going to get a lot of Caleb Williams, Drake Mays, Jaden Williamses, McCarthy. Like you get, you know, all mm-hmm. the names, right? One thing that I know. <laughs> That I have no problem saying, I meant if you should probably do this as well, as should some other hosts. We don't know what the hell's going to happen with these quarterbacks. We don't know. You know how many quarterbacks I thought were going to be stars that stunk? How many guys I thought they were going to stink a star? No, it, it is so inexact. Who's got an old line? Who's got innovative coaching? Who's in the right situation? Like, in a lot of ways, Daniel Jones and, and Zach to a lesser extent, because I think Jones is better— uh, maybe not more talented with the arm, but just a better quarterback. Mm. Victim of timing, it is. Daniel Jones is a victim of timing. So I don't look necessarily player specific. The Giants should draft Caleb Williams, and I'll get there. But to me, it's more concept. And my concept is meaning what should they do? They should draft a quarterback. And it's up right. to them to determine what quarterback Agreed it is. I 100%. You got to draft a quarterback. Of course you got to draft a quarter. It's no doubt that the Giants are taking a quarterback. Right, but even you have to.
4: even more so of which one specifically because you fans could have their favorites, which is fine. But the reality is, it's just that, you your favorite. There's, there's no guarantee. Yep. We have no idea what these guys are going to be. And even the projections of where certain guys are going to go, it changes up to the final knows, couple dude. of weeks. You have no idea. It's Who impossible knows. to sit here and say, oh, well, this player might be here when the Giants take their pick. Get the hell out of here. Nobody has any idea. Point is philosophy, where they're taking a player this high. And I said this years ago with the number two pick. It wasn't that I didn't like Saquon Barkley, it's that you're at that spot. Yep. Take a quarterback. And if you don't like a quarterback because you desperately need one, if you don't love one of them, then trade out. Yes, which and, I think they could yeah, do. And, and still take a quarterback in the teens, well, early that, teens or something. They, but bottom line is they need a quarterback no, Listen, because they don't have one.
5: They have to get a quarterback. I think if you ask me, like, macro now, late February, what do I think the Giants do as they go to camp – they will, Daniel Jones will be the starter. They will have a highly drafted backup. They will have a functional decent veteran cuz Tyrod's contract is up. So somebody a little cheaper just in case Jones gets hurt, and the kid's not ready or Jones is not ready and the, whatever, and the kid's not ready and they keep Saquon Barkley. That that's what I think macro picture is going to happen for the
4: Giants. Simon is calling from Queens. What's up Simon? Yeah, I, uh,
0: good morning. Um I just want to say um if they want to the Giants want to throw away their 2024 season. They gotta go. With, they're gonna go with Daniel Jones. I say you just cut him and go with Tyrod Taylor. You can't
5: cut him. It's too financially punitive. You can't.
0: So, so we're willing to pay to lose in twenty twenty four. Well, you don't
5: That's know that you're saying. gonna lose him, so you think that he's utterly hopeless and horrendous.
0: It's a, how long does it take to realize he's not a good player? Uh, did you enjoy just the like season two years ago? Season?
5: Did did you enjoy the did you enjoy the season two years ago? Not, not really. Because you didn't, you didn't like enjoy a playoff 12 win.
0: 12. No, because they they did. They didn't. It's like they went twelve 4 They went nine. Uh, they you know, barely squeezed in. Simon, so they got lucky against. Us, Simon, can I, I?
5: Let's don't take this the wrong way. I, I don't mean this, but I, I actually do mean this. But don't take it the wrong way. You're the worst kind of fan that there is.
4: Hmm. You're the so, worst I kind. Of,
5: mean, you don't enjoy a good. I understand you don't want to move forward with Daniel Jones. I respect that. But to say you didn't enjoy a road playoff win is just—it's ludicrous. Okay, let's look at last season. Every I'm not talking about played, last season. Well, you got to look at that too.
0: Okay, every game that Daniel Jones was in, they basically got blown out. They were not even in the game. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the games Tyrod Taylor played, they were in the game, even if they were, even when they played the Rams, who were one of the elite teams. And I know they lost, but they were in that game. Yep. Same thing with the Eagles. Same with DeVito. I know. Vito. The I know. We know the
4: story. Yep, I got gotcha. you. Jones was their worst quarterback last year, and thank you for the call, Simon. But it's not just about last year. Exactly. And I, it and Jones, by the way, whether you don't believe in him, whether you do whatever, it is what it is. He did go on the road and win a playoff game. He took the Giants, a limited, talented team, to the postseason, won a road playoff game. Yes. That is not something to scout at. However, There needs to be many more levels to his game. And they're not going to come. That's why he's
5: going to eventually be gone.
4: That's why you draft the quarterback. Like, how about this? Starting with throwing the football. (laughs) Like, you're a quarterback. You actually might have to throw the football. That was my biggest issue with Tim Tebow for years. Uh, Yeah, Tim Tebow could win games. Yeah, but he can't throw the football. And I'm pretty sure one of the main... Parts of the job description for a quarterback is to actually throw the football.
5: Do you remember when the Jets got him as like an H back, yeah, and do. they threw it? They, I remember why I yeah. forget who was against it. May have been Geno. At this point, I, I don't forget, I forget who threw the ball. At this point, maybe McIlroy, and it hits it. They put him like the tight end, and it hits Tebow in the head. He's not even looking at the ball. Oh, Jeez, it's so now, embarrassing. Now but I will say the Giants, I, 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 we, you and I do agree, Jones will eventually be gone soon. Hasn't really had a number one receiver. Yeah, I know, but then... Or an offensive line. Okay, but here we are. What are we, year eight? No, no, is, I mean, get it.
4: That's why you move on, because the numbers are too heavy. But it doesn't it's every mean that year. There's an excuse. It's the offensive line. Well, it's the injuries. There, it's the lack of receivers. Like every yeah. year, this was supposed to be the year. Haylett and Waller, uh, J- Hyatt, Jalen Hyatt and Darren Waller you know, were supposed to be the new weapons. Waller got hurt,
5: and you know,
4: he well, was Hyatt had, some of the year. He just yeah, wasn't doing anything.
5: Yeah, and and Jalen Hyatt had better yeah. rapport with other quarterbacks, yeah. which, which speaks poorly on Daniel Jones. No, Daniel Jones will be gone. But to say that, don't listen. I believe. That Daniel Jones has value. I don't mean in terms of a trade, but is Daniel Jones going to be, you know, in the next five years, find the right situation somewhere else with a better old line and a chance with a decent defense, win some games? I believe that he will. I But, but the problem is here at 40-something million dollars, that ain't
1: going to
4: work. Yeah, well, $40 million is a whole nother aspect yeah. of it. I mean, come on. It's ridiculous.
1: Call
0: from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game.
4: baseline underneath bank shot no ewing slams
5: in the follow, and the knicks go up by one with 26 seconds remaining when this happened you talked about it on the fan the
7: buzzer sounds and the new york knickerbockers are going back to the nba finals when
5: new york sports happens talk about it here the fan 1019 fm and always live on the free odyssey app
4: Actually, it's Tuesday morning. It's not afternoon yet, 1130. Mm-hmm. Dude, my body clock, it's still not right. Like, I'm just a night person okay. by nature. I can't. I struggle to get out of bed. Oh, I hate getting out of bed. I've been doing this for, <laughs> since what now? August, maybe July even. We were doing the, the different shift here, moving to the middays with you. And I still can't get up at a normal. Like, I'm always rushing around in the morning. Are you? Now, you, yeah. you
5: shower in the morning, right? Yeah. I shower both. Like, if I, don't, I can't leave the house without showering. It wakes me right. up. So, I shower before bed to be clean. And I generally shower. Well, I always shower in the morning to wake up. I don't mind the routine. It's the first two, three minutes. I oh. like. There's something satisfying about getting in my car, getting away from the chaos. Right. Of you know. Yeah. No. Kids. I get it. Yeah. Wow. You
4: know, and having a, having a coffee. Life. You, know, you like you
5: said, the kids wink, wink. Yeah. <laughs> Everything, yeah. everybody. Yeah, right. why? <laughs> <laughs> and I uh, get in the car, have a little coffee, you know, listen to Boomer and Geo talk mm-hmm. about their golf games, right. and uh, <laughs> going back and forth with some music, and and easing into the morning. I, I actually do enjoy that, but the first couple of minutes are tough.
4: It's just, tough. So, like, my point was that I look up, it's eleven thirty, and I'm like, holy crap, it's early. a.m. in my mind is, like, so early, yet we're almost halfway through with the show.
5: Welcome to uh, the Midday, Sam. Yeah,
4: I know. You'd think I'd get used to it by now. It's February. It's almost (laughs) March, for goodness sake. Uh, All right, BT and Sal and the Fam, we'll get back to your calls here. Talking two different things. We started the show talking about the Knicks and then, of course, reacting to Joe Shane's comments. And while he really didn't say much, he still did talk about believing in Daniel Jones, where, I, I mean, at this point, I don't know how anybody could believe in Daniel Jones. Ali is calling from Staten Island. What's up, Ali.
8: Oh great! I was on the road. Now I'm in Dad's boutique. Good to talk to you guys. Mm. Hey, bud. Dad's boutique, Home Depot. <laughs> Listen, <sit laughs> you got to go back to midnight. Why? Uh, Daniel Jones is a quarterback. All right. Mm-hmm. The only problem with Daniel Jones in four plus years that he's been here is there's nothing in front of him.
4: Right. Yeah. Okay. Ali. Ali. What are you doing? What are you doing months. at Home Depot? What are you doing at Home Depot? No. Well, you got to do, got to get things and stuff on a daily basis. Yeah. Well, what are you getting specifically you need... today? What are you getting? A little She-Rock, some nails. Oh boy. Nah, I well, need a door. Okay. Well, d- go back to getting that door, and thank you for the call. Don't
5: let it hit you on the way out. Yeah. That's what you should have said.
4: Yeah, don't come on here. <laughs> you you look. Here's one thing. <laughs> that's There's what right I think thought you to go. were gonna say. No. no. Yeah. Get, get your door and get lost. <laughs> How About that. Don't come on get here. Shot box. You, you could disagree with the opinion. That's fine. Do yeah. not start yeah, by saying weak. go back to midnight. That's weak. And you think that that was bad? You're lucky. It's only that. I'm in a good mood today. You're in a good mood I'm today? I'm in a good mood today. You're uh, lucky that's only sound I like the that. first
5: hour when we were yelling at each other about the Knicks. You sound like you were in a horrendous he, mood. He,
4: here's the thing about Daniel Jones. Like, it's great. You could have your opinion and believe in him. I'm done with it. I've gone back and forth on it. I tried to believe in him. And then look at the reward that I got last year for believing in him and trying to back in him. And it wasn't that it was just making something up. I was going based off of him proving me wrong. For a full season, I didn't think the Giants were any good. I was waiting for the other shoe to drop all season long. They get to the playoffs. I thought the Vikings were going to beat them, even though everybody picked the Giants in that game because the Vikings stink. He won that game basically single-handedly with his legs. I had to give him credit. And then I was thinking, all right, well, if he did that, maybe it's not just his skill set, but combined with Dable, now maybe they do have something here. And maybe with the weapons, Waller and Hyatt, he can take that next step, and instead we saw a complete regression. I know health was a factor, but health has always been a factor with him, and it wasn't just that. So I have made my decision definitively. I do not believe in Daniel Jones.
5: Right, I believe in Jones a little bit more, but it doesn't matter because I know I no longer believe in Daniel Jones for the New York Giants. And I don't think that Ollie's totally wrong. Like, again, Daniel Jones is, is beyond functional. He's got talent. He's fast. He's got a good – he's not a healthy body, but he's big, strong. He's stronger than you would think. He's a big dude. David Jones, 6'5", 230. He's a big guy. He's got a good arm. Not a great arm, but good. He's got enough physical talents where – and he's got the head. And he's got enough success where you can say, yeah, he, he could be this or that. The problem is when you start to calculate – what a player is, and then incorporate the projection of what you think they will ultimately grow into, the numbers gotta match up. And At forty something now, but if he stays around, well, passes, that, you, that,
4: but that you can't. But if you're basing it, uh, if you're basing it off of how much he's getting, but I mean, it's it's that a, he's a goner. It's it's a non-starter. Well, I agree. That's and I, I thought I'm, that even after the year, you know, going into the season, forty million, whatever it was, after the after the year, yeah. I thought that that was ridiculous. He's not that player. I,
5: you know, I, I and I learned a lot about this from Tiki. To be fair, because I think I used to scream about the same thing. But as long as the percentage of what the quarterback is making is in a neighborhood that is, you know, okay in terms of allowing the team to function to do other things, I'm less concerned with that number that jumps off the page. You know, right. XML guaranteed, 42 per year. Uh, it, it's, a, it's a great word. It's fungible. I mean, really, it's you, you can manipulate these numbers. I don't get too worked up over that. The problem, though, once he made what he made these first two years, he's not going to make less. He's only going to make more, which means he will eventually be soon an ex-giant.
4: Kevin is calling from South Florida. What's up, Kev? Hey, what's going on, fellas? How are you today? How are you, Kev? Hey, Kev. what,
8: well, can you hear me all right? Yes. Yes, sir. Uh, fair enough. Yo, Sal, I got to call you out on the flip-flopping, man. Talking about flip-flopping on King Cohen, now you're flip-flopping Hoop. on Hoop. Daniel Jones. I'm up. And the ultimate flip-flop was the the Ranger
0: thing, man. What I Ranger love you thing? guys. Great show. What?
4: Well, well, I do hold, hold, hold on, Kevin. First of all, you don't have to call me out for flip flopping because I just admitted it before you even called about Daniel Jones. I do not flip flop. Okay, but I do not flip flop anywhere else. Steve Cohen, I still believe in. I, so I don't. So where's the flip flop? i just so free.
8: Instances right there. I know you called it out. I
4: just I don't know. I get some no, memory no. at home. No, no. But I'm I'm asking you where. Like you could call and say you flip flop on Jones, and I said yes, I did. I just admitted that. Where have I flip flopped on Steve Cohen? You backed off him. No,
8: as you can.
4: Well, I, I had to remove the king's crown, and thank you for the call, Kev. We appreciate the sport. I had to remove the king's crown, otherwise yeah. it can't be taken seriously. He's he was like,
5: only right. you got to put the crown on ice for a little bit. He's got to earn it back. Come now,
4: on. Th- but there's a difference between believing in him and not believing in him. Yep. I believe in him. I did before. I still do now. But I had to remove that crown. It would be foolish. Otherwise, he has not done th- this offseason anything that would warrant being deemed King Cohen, which is why we had to remove the moniker. I I admit I was wrong about that this particular offseason. Next year will be the, it's either he's the king Mm. or he's not.
5: Yes. Right
4: now it's like. On ice.
5: Mm-hmm. Hi, a just in the freezer for a little bit. Not destroyed yet. But it will be destroyed if Juan Soto does not go to the Mets. Correct. That is something else that came out of this. Next offseason. With a sledgehammer. With a Yankee pinstripe sledgehammer.
4: I don't know if it's just Soto. Like, let's say they bring Pete back and they get two other major free agents but Walker not Bueller Soto. Walker Bueller and somebody yeah, else. Yeah, okay. That's still, to me, somewhat kingworthy. We could de- deem it at the time. But either way, if if we don't deem it. King worthy. Yep. The crown's getting smashed. No, no listen, you've ice. been fair with this. Yeah. Yeah, you have been. Now, I'm not I mean, you were a little over that.
5: the top for a while with the king stuff. Uh-huh. But you knew when you I had mean, to retreat I a little I bit. You remember, rescinded when you had a rescind. But remember,
4: that was before Yamamoto. Thankfully. We were building it up to Yamamoto. I Had oh, they got I him, know. I Who? was... Who? Yeah. What's his name? Yabamono. Yabamono. Yeah. Yeah. Irrelevant now in New oh, York. God, who and flip-flopping the him? Rangers Islanders. I, there's no flip in there. Period. I think you meant
5: maybe you fandom Flip-flopping. Yeah, in no flip fandom. I've been a
4: Ranger fan forever. Yeah. And but I, I wear
5: stuff. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> BT and Sal on the fan will come oh, back. God, yeah, your calls God. it on the other side. Why? why, why I mean, come on. Tell you. It's funny when somebody calls up and says, oh, you're a flip-flopper. Yeah, I just told you five minutes ago on Jones specifically. And BT, truth be told, I don't know if I've ever done that before with a specific player as like, your opinion can change 100%. as things evolve. Right? If it doesn't, you're probably a caveman. Right. It
5: should evolve and over time with certain things, and you got to react to what you see.
4: But with Jones, the flip-flopping for me is different because I was one way, steadfast about him. Then I was like, you know what? I was wrong. I admitted I was wrong. I flipped back in yeah. the good graces, and he proves me wrong again. So that is, to me, flip-flopping, and I will not do that again with him.
5: Okay. All right. And, and not again with Cohen, right? We're good with Cohen. Everything's set with the crown. I was believe that? in was Steve.
4: Great? Right. I believe the I get the music ready to go. It's just unfortunate we're not going to be able to play until the off season. <laughs> Although maybe in season, oh, let's make a big, big move. power
5: move. A little flex for that DH that you still haven't
4: yeah, addressed. Go get one of those wild card spots. Yeah, look, I got the cape. that
5: you have I, I
4: returned that joint clown to uh, <laughs> uh, doink <laughs> the clown costume to Amazon. Most of it, I kept the wig. You know, <laughs> could be a collector's item. Just want to get a
5: little crazy one night. Yeah,
4: <laughs> yeah <laughs> honey, <laughs> honey, you called me doink. Here yeah, I am. I'm going to show with my gold dust <laughs> outfit.
5: Like, keep walking, get lost. All right, that's actually still in my car. The the costumes, yeah, the, like the makeup, and I, still in the back of my car. Oh, my God.
2: Uh. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?
1: You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. medella is your reward. medella the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois.
3: World Series over. Yankees win. The
4: Yankees
5: this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. It's their 27th World Championship. The most of any team in any sport in the history of professional
4: sports. When New York sports happens, talk about it here.
5: The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app.
4: Brandon Tierney Salakana back on the fam. of a fun show so far, talking some Knicks and talking some Giants. The Knicks, just to reiterate what we started the show with, as we get to some of your calls here and keep it going with the Giants as well. You know, the concern is Randall's health. I guess that's the main concern because even I'm with UBT on Ananobi, believing that he's going to come back and still be productive. Now, it's still a mild concern, but the worry is really, Randall, where it could be a significant injury. It is a significant injury. He's considered potentially having surgery and shutting it down. If he gets shut down, I'm done. Like, my hope for the Knicks is lost. That's it. I think they're probably losing the first round. And we just don't know what he's going to be, even when he does come back, assuming he does come back healthy. Mm -hmm.
5: Well, think about this. We also didn't know what he was going to be. Right before he got hurt in terms of the playoffs. But yet a lot of people before the injury to his shoulder, including us, thought that the Knicks could make a real deep run, mess around, maybe get to the NBA Finals, certainly maybe make a push to the Conference Finals with the Celtics, I think most agreeably being the one team that the Knicks probably don't quite fully yet match up to, even when fully healthy, even with their additions. But to me, that's inconsistent. Like, think about this. if, if, And I'll use you. So if you liked the Knicks... Mm-hmm. chances to go far with Randall right with no guarantee that Randall was going to play well because he never plays well right. in the playoffs what's the difference if he's hurt
4: all the major well what do you mean i meaning if he's if he if he's No there? no no i because i believed my whole thing and we've said this we've had this conversation I just want to make sure go ahead that i believe that Randall was going to be what he's been in the regular season okay. in the postseason. No, then that answers right. that. I so now you. if you're taking that out of the equation because he's not there, I think they have no chance. The only reason I believed in him was because I believe Randall was going to do what he got did it. in the regular season in the postseason. That
5: makes sense. I love their depth. I love their size. I love their shooting. I love their tenacity. I love their focus. I love their coaching. I don't love their health right now. I think that corrects itself. I think they will be fully healthy by the time the playoffs start. They can win on the road. I think they could beat anybody but the Celtics.
4: Josh is calling from Poughkeepsie. What's up, Josh? Josh, what's up, buddy?
8: What's up, fellas? How we doing today? How are you? Not bad.
5: Good, good. Uh, I can't complain. I'm a mailman, and
4: it's beautiful out today, so I'm just, you know,
5: walking around enjoying my day. Love it. Nice. I love listening hey, to you Hey, Ghost, you yet, or what? You're up in Poughkeepsie? Did you
4: pass Maris today?
5: Yes, I did. Nice. Tell my fellow Red Foxes I said what up.
4: All right, continue. You interrupted hey. me, BT, at a very important part. He was saying you love listening to us, and...
8: <laughs> I do love listening to you guys, and I love the back and forth that you guys have. I love that, it's, you know, you're always giving both your opinions, and they're not always the same, but they, they work out well. The Sal, the only thing I have, little pushback on with the Knicks. You said they have no chance against the Sixers if Julius is not healthy, and Embiid and is. Right. Earlier they played him in the season. you know what Randall's line was that he had in that game where they beat them by 35 with a healthy Embiid?
4: I do. He was awful.
8: One of 11. Eight points.
4: Yeah, I know, but still, that's one game in the regular season. You know, Josh, that you have to throw out regular season games when it comes to the postseason, and you're talking about a best of seven.
8: But we're also talking about not sure if Julius is going to be healthy. Not sure if Embiid is going to be healthy. Yeah. Right.
4: Well, we were playing the, so, the hypothetical game. Yes, you are right. And by the way, I'm not afraid of the semi-sixers if the Knicks are fully healthy. But in this hypothetical that BT and I came up with, it was just saying that it, the important, to me, it was trying to emphasize the importance of Randall. Without him, I look at the Knicks as just. Uh, a team that's lucky to be in the postseason and assuming, and it's a big assumption that Embiid is healthy. I look at the Sixers as a team that, although they haven't broken through yet as a team that could because of how you know dominant Embiid can be.
8: They are a totally different team though, without Julius on the floor. They, they look, they just look different. I, don't get me wrong. I love Julius and I want him to be back healthy. I want him to play. I want him to have that playoffs, you know, where he actually plays great and he, you can tell he wants to be so good. He wants to be. But the Knicks are just a different team without him on the floor, too. With OG back, I think they could still be Philly. They could still be Miami. They Me could too. still be all the, all the teams that are in there.
4: Except, except Maybe not Boston. Yep. Yeah, I, I just think that. And We're thank you for the page. call, Josh. We appreciate it. I think you guys are underestimating the importance of Julius Randle. And maybe even some of the other teams in the East. Now, I want to see it. I want to see Adano be back healthy and see what this Knicks team looks like. But... I still look at them as thin. It just doesn't make sense to me in big picture when everybody was saying, you know, this team is thin to begin with because they don't have, well, their their top star is not a top star Mm -hmm. in Brunson. And they don't have that number two. Now you're taking away their second best player and saying that, oh, they still could go through and, and beat anybody maybe except for Boston without Randall. It just doesn't add up to me.
5: I've got a little equation for you. This might split the difference. I'm very curious how Sal's going to attack this one. All right, you ready? Mm-hmm. Got a few scenarios for you. Give me a number. Now, assuming that the, the roster they have now, if it was in place on opening night, meaning OG was their opening night, everybody they have yeah. now was their opening night, which obviously wasn't right. the case, but just to push this forward, if the next start of the season tonight and they played 82 games and they had Brunson and everybody else and they didn't have Julius Randle, Randall was not on the team at all. How many wins do you think they get in the regular season? Brunson, OG, so the saying, Bigs, look, Dante, let's, DiVincenzo. Let's rewind
4: to the beginning of the year. They had everybody. But-, but Julius So they played an 82-game
5: regular season with, with everybody they have now, everybody healthy, but Randall on, I don't know, the Sacramento King, not here.
4: Where would they be right now? Give, give me a, a win total. I think they'd probably be right around where they are, maybe maybe a few games fewer, maybe 32, maybe a few more wins. Okay. A few you know what I'm yeah, so saying? Yeah. Same so same neighborhood. And, and I,
5: I would even do it this way. So, like, that roster to me, that's about a 46, 48-ish, maybe 49-win team. You know, with Randall and the guys they have now, maybe 51, 52-ish, right, in that neighborhood, meaning there's not a stark drop-off. Now, what do you think these Knicks would be with everybody, same guys, with OG, with the Bigs, with the Vincenzo, with with, um, with everybody, mm-hmm. but and with Randall now, but without Brunson?
4: Well, I mean, forget thirty-five that. wins, yeah.
5: thirty-seven wins, thirty-eight You're wins. You're talking
4: about for the whole season, for the whole year. Yeah, I, well, I mean, I understand that Brunson is far more important. So than that's Julius the point. Randall.
5: Meaning that the guy that they cannot afford to lose is there, and he is playing a thirty points at right, eleven dimes over the last ten games. That's what he's averaging. There is a path to avoid drowning without Randall. But regular, I believe that.
4: But regular, yeah, and they're they're not drowning. But, regular, but I mean in the playoffs, yeah, too. Well, regular season is far different than the postseason. Not for the Knicks, because they play – well, for the other teams,
5: they play hard. But the Knicks play with that intensity right. every night, so I, they, it's it's part of their but DNA. It,
4: but it's going to be turned up by I, the I other understand teams, that. which makes saying, things more yep. difficult. And to go through the NBA postseason, if you're not fully healthy and you're – I mean, uh, let me ask you this way. Who do you think is the second-best player on the Knicks?
5: The second best player is, is Randall, right? So how could but, they survive without him? But hold on, because
4: the second best player. But
5: there's subtext there. He is also the most, I think, of any second player in the NBA. He's the most unreliable, which means that right. th- that I'm almost given the depth of the Knicks. It doesn't scare me to put OG as the second best player.
4: I I know where the you know difference I mean? is with us. Yes, you think because the Knicks are better now. Elsewhere, oh God, The yeah, roster's good. They, that they, meaning Ananobi and even the depth Everybody. that they added, meaning that they can overcome not having Randall the way that they haven't been able to overcome in the postseason. Correct, essentially not having Randall because he hasn't been playing the way. You nailed it, and that's where we disagree. Yep. I think they still need him. Ed is calling from North Jersey. What's up, Ed?
7: Hey, how you doing, guys? I just wanted to say uh, I I love the show. It's quickly become a, uh, a must in every day. Thank you. It's we awesome. appreciate that. Thanks,
5: pal. Thank you, Ed
7: uh so bt i just want to add on uh to what uh anthony was saying earlier on from jersey city Yep. i'm 35 i'm a heat fan since the 90s you know dating back then uh the knicks had our number i remember alan houston breaking my heart off the front uh, rib and in <laughs> yeah.
4: gus so uh
7: but since dwayne wade has uh, come along, and uh, the Knicks went down.
4: The- How did you become a Heat fan? I was going to ask him the same Ronnie question.
7: Seidly, so, like, so you guys, <laughs> Ronnie like Do so you guys remember Elio's Pizza? Yes, yes I used to have it course. all
5: the time. Yeah, there's a little, like, rectangles. Yes. Love it. Yes. Grew so up I on got that. a
7: card. I got a uh, – they used to have uh, yeah. cards, sports cards. I remember I that. Got a, uh, I got an Alonzo uh, Charlotte Hornets card.
5: Ah, When he's and, playing with Larry Johnson, a Muggsy. Yeah, keep yeah. going.
7: And uh, well, I just followed him when he went to the Heat. I
5: was just a Heat fan. My I, I wanted wow. to see Alonzo morning and that that was just that it.
4: is a and great a, a 40- story of fandom. That is I, good. I love that. It, it's it's unique. A tri- yeah. Trivia
5: question, just to check their credentials here. Eddie. be you know, I mean, he became a Heat fan. You should know the answer. Who was the first Miami head coach in history? He the the first Heat coach ever. Yeah, uh, you, you better know this. You, otherwise, no. Oh, uh, he's no. no stop. stop no, this I'm is giving him. I'm going to handle this one. No, Eddie. Who's the first Heat coach in history? You're a Heat fan.
4: Uh, Ron Rothstein?
5: Uh, Close. You may have googled it, Ron Rothstein.
4: Oh, okay, he got it. Well, got I think he,
5: Why he googled something? it in
4: ten seconds like that. Simple. Dude, I'm, like, I'm on my phone. I'm yeah, guy. I don't either know what. Good job. Good either job. Either good job. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you know passed that. the well, test. Let me, let
7: me make my point. though. Yeah. Let <laughs> me make my. Yeah, go ahead. I just think, um, just like uh, you know, every year with the Knicks when they get a little bit. Of, I mean, dude, I just listened to a guy talk about. Uh, Joel Embiid's game in in Thanksgiving when we were eating turkey about how he only scored eight points and how now they think they can beat the Sixers. Like, I just think the hype... Let's calm down a little bit. No, I'm not calming down. You're calming. I don't need to calm down. Why do I
5: have to calm down? I like my team. I believe in my team. I respect your team. I respect your coach. I
7: have to
5: calm down. I'm excited.
7: BT, 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 who have they... What real team in a playoff series... Real team now. Go ahead. Have they, have they beaten in the last decade? Yeah. Let Some me ask you a question. Go Hold on a second.
5: Eddie, I don't care. I mean, <laughs> what about all the girls you went on dates with? Were they on your honeymoon with your wife? It doesn't matter what happened in the past. Now we're getting that into something. I might have actually. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now we're getting
4: into something here.
5: Yeah, think about it. Think actually, about you five girlfriends before you get married. Did you marry them? Let's no. tie
4: Let's tie the two together since you bring it up. Uh, I dated a Heat fan once. I think I told you this. Did I not? Yes, you did. Now did. she was like a '90s Heat fan, mm. and I, you know, mm. I'm a '90s. It was, mm. I, it was. We dated way after that, but still, the fact I was well, still some residues of some scars. Yeah, both ways. I once got her something actually uh, Radio Row during the Super Bowl. I got Tim Hardaway to sign something for her, okay. like one of the programs, because I ran him. It was like, oh, my girlfriend loves the Heat. I hate your guts, but she loves yeah, the Heat. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. hated that dude, but the point is, I hated. Those Miami I teams. couldn't stand
5: them. I hated them more than— I, I honestly think that I hated them more than the Bulls because of the whole Pat oh, Riley God. thing. You had mirror image. I couldn't stand— I hated fights. Miami. Oh, the fight was great. Larry Johnson. One of the Oakley most— coming in with Zoe. On, oh, my, Van Gundy on his
4: leg. It was insane. One of the most <laughs> euphoric Van moments God. I've ever had as a fan. Was the Houston? Oh, God. Now I remember, the Knicks were down in that game. The back and forth. Uh-huh. No one was a game five elimination, uh-huh. I, dude. I, it still gives me goosebumps. In Miami afternoon, the- that was one of those NBA on NBC, probably, yes. right? Oh, afternoon yeah. games. I remember running outside my. I was living at my parents' house, running outside the front door, screaming yes, and stubbing my my toe <laughs> on the way back in on the stoop. <laughs> but I, it was euphoria. For Knicks fan. I was
5: time. I was in I was actually in a little tiny apartment in Allentown, Pennsylvania, my first radio job, and I'm sitting there and I'm drinking a beer, not drinking too much, but I remember having a beer, uh yingling, I believe. <laughs> and when that ball trickled around oh, and went home, I had a little trust me, it's gonna sound much more sophisticated <laughs> than the apartment was a little dump. Uh and I had a like a, a like um a, a, a tiny little deck that faced the woods. Mm. I didn't like. I didn't know. I didn't know anybody. I wasn't there very long. I, I had one friend, my partner. I had nobody to celebrate with. I just took the beer bottle. I ran out. and I fired it <laughs> into the woods. I had. I, I needed somebody to jump on, yeah. and it was just me. And it was it, that was true. The most euphoric I've ever been as a Knicks fan. That was that energy carried me
4: for weeks. Give me, give me the second Yankees ninety six.
5: <clears throat> Honestly, well, from a Knicks perspective, Ewing's tip dunk. That put him into the '94 right. finals. Okay, right. nothing now, what to be compared,
4: it? Knicks-wise, to the Houston. And even though I love well, no, that those was season. close because that
5: put him into yeah. that, that got him to the NBA finals. From a Yankees perspective, well, you, just second you, in general. I'm Don guessing. Mattingly's home run
4: in post, in '95. Oh my season.
5: god, at Yankee yeah, Yankees. that's actually number one right. because Ooh. Mattingly was my right. my all-time idol. I could see that. Oh my god! Hold on,
4: hold on! I th- oh,
5: crushed it too, right center. You don't yeah. have any. You don't have any with the
4: Jets. Um I mean, you don't. There there's no, nothing like, no nothing like that. It's not a knock. I'm just saying there's nothing like that. I don't even I don't even have one with the Mets and I, I saw, you know, they, they clinched, you know, What about on. Johan's one hitter? That had be a good get night. Out of here. What do you mean? Well that wasn't a good night. The you only threw the one, one hitter? The only one... and we'll break here and then get back to you. The <laughs> only on the one that comes to mind, you know, Falcons fan, Morton Anderson kicking the field goal in overtime against the Vikings to get them to the Where were you and who were you with? My dog Griff. I was at my parents' house. Everybody was out. It was just me and Griff. And oh, I oh. I couldn't believe it. I went de- my team was going to the Super Bowl. The lowly Atlanta Falcons just beat the 15 1 Vikings in Minnesota in overtime to go to the Super Bowl. I went down on my knees crying tears of joy, and Griff was looking my face.
5: He was? Yeah. Now think about what Gio was doing at that moment. Jacked oh, like, My
4: most euphoric, or one of the most, aside from the Houston, was Gio's worst oh, as a sports fan. All right, BT and Sal. On the fan, and what do you want, a quick break here? We give, uh, am I throwing a bogus? Okay, here we go. BT and sound on the fan, will come back, reset, hit you with the crown topic of the day, talking some Knicks, we also talk some Giants, we'll get your calls in as well on the other
2: side. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.